This is Michelle Schoenfeld, and you're listening to You Lost Me at Namaste, a podcast discussing all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality from around the world at a relatable level. (laughs) So I am traveling this week to Turkey. I'm on a little bit of a break, but while I am away, I wanted to share with you this recent interview I just did on the Awaken podcast with the very talented Kira Poulsen telling my personal story of awakening. I will be back next week with all new shows and interviews, but until then, I hope you enjoy the following interview. Welcome to the Awaken podcast. I'm your host, Kira Poulsen. And this podcast is all about awakening, awakening to our own divine purpose, awakening to the inner divinity within us, and of course, awakening to the divine. I am so thrilled to have you here, and I cannot wait to share everything that I have in store for you. Welcome back, my beautiful friends, to the Awaken podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And once again, I'm in my sacred tent. So if you hear cows mooing or the wind billowing, I just invite you to put yourself in this beautiful space with me, this sacred tent of light. And I'm so excited to introduce to you our amazing guest on the show. Her name is Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm going to invite you, Michelle, to tell everyone who you are. Ah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm thrilled to be sharing the airwaves with you and everybody else listening. So, wow, that's a loaded question, right? Like anytime <laughs> right? somebody asks like who we are, it's like, I wish it was appropriate to say, like, I'm a divine being of light (laughs) (laughs) in a human meat suit. So who am I? Well, I am a well-being alchemist. I'm a master energy healer. I'm a reformed Keturaholic. I am a wellness business owner, a mom of two. But really what I love doing is sharing my story in a way with people that maybe they can resonate and help them overcome obstacles in their own life. So I've worn a lot of hats in my life, but now it really is to helping raise the collective and maybe answer questions and help people navigate their own way as they start this wake up process. Because it can be isolating, especially coming off a couple of years of what we've been coming off of, you know? So I don't know if that really says who I am, but I'm Michelle Schoenfeld. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I love that you're here. I'm so, so excited that you're here. I was lucky to be a guest on your show back in, I feel like November, which was really, really fun. And so all of our listeners should go listen to that. And I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. I think the world, it just keeps, it feels like every footing people are placing their foot on, it just keeps falling and breaking which brings awakenings. And like you said, it's very isolating. It's very isolating. So I think having you be here and share your story of how you had your awakening and how it's blessed your life and in return is probably blessed thousands and thousands of others. So why don't you dive in with me just a little bit and talk to us, what was that catalyst for change for you? Really what it was is I started off very modest upbringing and wanted certain things in my life. Things I saw on TV and movies at school. I want that country club life and that beautiful house and all the things that if I had, I knew I'd be happy. And I worked my butt off to get there. 
And I really did achieve everything I asked for. I just forgot to ask for that love, happiness, respect factor. (sighs) That fulfillment, that like living your sole purpose and abundance of happiness and joy. I didn't ask for any of that. I asked for all the material things and the line items because I honestly thought that that's what brought happiness. Like certainly if you have those things, you're gonna be happy. So I found myself in my mid thirties, approaching 40, feeling really, really lost. And to be honest, it had probably been about a decade of feeling lost. Good career, two kids, but not feeling connected with my person, not feeling connected with where I lived. Everything looked good on paper. Don't get me wrong. And there were moments of happiness. Of course, there's moments of joy. But overall, I just wasn't feeling connected. And I didn't even know to pay attention to those signs. I didn't know to pay attention to your inner guidance system. These were not conversations I was having with my friends, in all honesty. And I think obviously your listeners are pretty awake if they're listening to you or they're starting to be awake and they want to know more. But I really do feel like the last five to eight years, definitely the last 10 years, a lot more people are waking up and waking up at lightning speed. So I'm going back 10 years, 12 years. We weren't having these conversations. We just Mm -hmm. weren't. And so I didn't realize how lost I was becoming. And I was in a very unhealthy relationship, long-term marriage, but unhealthy. I have these two kids. I have this business. And I'm like, okay, I guess you just like double down and stick it out. And that probably was not the healthy thing to do in my situation. And I found myself totally losing who I was, maybe drinking a little too much, if I'm going to be honest, not eating super healthy. I'm naturally pretty thin and in good shape. So you couldn't see it on the outside, but not being healthy on the inside. And then I was diagnosed, as you know, with stage three breast cancer. Yeah. And there's no family history. I really do feel like that was my awakening. That was a catalyst because I didn't realize that I deserve that happiness. Like I know it's our birthright and we say that, but I didn't realize what that meant. And so all of a sudden I find myself going through a divorce, fighting cancer, trying to raise two teenagers, And thinking like, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm just ready. You know, I was really, really sick. And nobody would have blamed me if I'd given up because it was hard to watch me. The bald, skinny, everything you see in the movies that is horrible was going on with me. I was allergic to the medications. They didn't know if I was, whatever. It was tough. And somewhere in the second round of chemo, and I've done a lot of alternative healing, by the way. So I wasn't all traditional medicine, but at first I was terrified. So I did what the doctor said, right? It wasn't just my life. It was my children's life as well. Somewhere at the second round, something clicked because I did have this near-death experience. And for me, it was like, oh, wait, no, I am worthy. Like, I do want to live. I want to be here. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Like, I do want to live. And this is not how, like, and something just clicked. And from then on, like literally from then on, started my awakening process I've had like numerous ascensions since then, but initially I was like this little baby spark of like a sponge, like every little meme I would see in bed that had something to do with like roomy. I'm not this body. I'm not this skin. I'm the soul that lives within. Mm. Like really understanding what that means because I had been judged in kind of a positive way in my outside appearance. Nobody asked who I was inside, but I didn't know who I was inside. I did Mm. when I was younger. But somewhere in my teens and 20s, I just kind of forgot it. I just went for what society said I should be, which wasn't in alignment necessarily, which it can be. But for me, it just 
wasn't. So there was something there. And I just really started looking at like energy work and about what does it mean? Our vibe attracts our tribe, right? It's like, what does that mean? It's like, well, you know what? If you're not vibrating very high, if you're not in a great place, guess what you attract? Other souls that aren't such a great place. So when you start to like improve your energy and start to feel a little better, even if it's just a little bit, you start attracting more of that. And as you start attracting more of that and more people come into your life, even if it's just like the barista at Starbucks who smiles and is nice to you, then going towards that and kind of letting go of the people who gossip or are judging you or the backhanded compliment. You know, I lived years in the South and it was like, bless her heart, came right after something really not so nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like really kind of learning to surround. And I was lucky I had really good friends who were helping take care of me, but that kind of started me on my journey to awakening and self-discovery. And then through that, because I spent so much time in bed fighting to get healthy, I started doing online workshops. I started doing energy healing workshops and learning about chakras and learning about Reiki and learning about all these different healing modalities. Some resonated and some were not my thing, but I really was interested in it. But the one thing that was undeniable was that we can manipulate energy and our body has the ability to heal itself. First 10 years were mainstream medicine. I was in pharmaceuticals and then I owned a wellness center. My husband, not wellness, medical spa, not wellness necessarily. I help people look pretty on the outside. Now I like to help them look good on the inside. I was married to a doctor. So everything was mainstream. And then all of a sudden now I'm like, no, what else can we do? Like we know placebo effect. I know in medicine, There's a certain number of people who always get better because they think they're going to get better. That's proven. And we don't have to talk about that. But like, what else can our mind do? What else can we do? And what about if we call on our spirit guides? I almost had a car accident. I'm like, oh my gosh, my guardian angel is probably exhausted. Always protecting me. All these things I'm doing to basically, it seems like reckless behavior. I would really joke about my guardian angel needs a vacation. But I didn't know what that really meant. I wasn't really thinking that we have this team of spirit guides and that really are there for us and at our disposal and want to help us and want us to succeed. But we have to be ready for it, right? We have to learn the lessons and go through the work to be ready to receive that. I guess for me, that's where it started. It was that second round of chemo. And as I started becoming more and more awake and learning about spirit guides and really deep diving into meditation and healing meditations and healing visualizations and just noticing how much better I felt. And then going to the doctor and having them say, wow, you're really doing well. We weren't expecting it to work this well. It's like, you don't know, but I stopped taking that medicine like eight weeks ago. (laughs) Like this is not from that medicine. And so when I started seeing the results and also people would be like, oh my gosh, you're like Benjamin Button. Like you look younger. Like people started noticing that I looked better and brighter and happier. And I think it's because before there was nobody home. Like I was there, but it was so dusty. And I started like the awakening started showing in my eyes and then started showing in my skin and then my smile and then standing up straighter and then feeling a little more confident. And we all make mistakes all the time. We're human. It's part of our experience, but learning to like make mistakes and not self-judge yourself and be like, oh, wow. Okay. That was an interesting experiment. (laughs) Maybe I won't do that one again. (laughs) Right. Instead of being like self-deprecating and like going down that rabbit hole. And in all honesty, I really got into Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction. For me is a little like baby lightworker starseed waking up and springing out of the soil, this like little seed blooming. 
that was exactly what I needed to keep me on track energetically Mm. on like, okay, what you focus on expands. So let's try to keep it as positive as much as possible. (laughs) Let's try to see that silver lining as much as possible. Mm. Yeah. So that was a very long answer, but that was definitely the catalyst. And then I started helping other people and then it felt validating to myself. And then Mm. it was like, what is my sole purpose? Like, what does that actually mean? And I just started trying different things and really trusting what resonated. And then all of a sudden I have supporters. I have people who want, and it's like, wait, me really? But yeah, absolutely. It just, I had to go through that heavy first half of my life to Mm -hmm. really get some of those experiences and like just the empathy I have now because of so many of the things I've been through to help other people kind of navigate what they're going through. I'm so grateful for it. Like there's no anger or resentment or any of those low vibrating things from my past. I think it's really beautiful. Like I finally learned to love my story, all the parts, Mm -hmm. even the parts you want to like hide under the rug in the corner. I really learned to love them. And it's not, we're never done. I shouldn't say we, I feel like I'm never done like working on myself and healing. There's always more things to heal. Just when you think you're done, right? Just say, oh, I got this. Things are so great. And then there's like, oh man, there's another pile in the corner behind the bookcase. Uh, And then you got to move the whole bookcase out again. Yeah, so definitely a work in progress. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us because I'm very inspired. I'm inspired by this truth that always shows up, which is, it's death and rebirth, right? It's always like the old dies for us to become reborn. And that's what it sounds like happened for you. Would you yes. say that was like the experience when you had that moment and that second chemo where you were like, wait, I choose to live? Yeah. Not only was it like, and I'm not sure how esoteric or how out there your audience is, but use this nice little meditation for you and I before we started this about what comes through, we're supposed to be saying in the best way and the way it needs Mm -hmm. to be heard and received. So it came through, I'm going to say it. It was a total rebirth. It was a born again. And not only was it born again, but I am definitely not the same person. It was a pure, true ascension. I look different. There's different foods that I like. I have a pure plant-based diet now, which I did not have before. I used to have really pretty decent allergies to animals, even though I love them. I had Mm -hmm. asthma and stuff. I have none of that now. My inhalers expire before I use them. Like it really is a complete, like I married a very type A person who's a little bit older than me and a certain personality. And then my next relationship, healthy relationship I had a few years later was somebody who was like younger poet. Like I just can't explain. It's like, yeah, he's a wonderful human but I would have Mm -hmm. never dated him even in my old life. Even if I was single in 20, never in a million years, because it really was a complete transformation. And what's interesting, and I think your listeners, there's people out there who need to hear this as well. Maybe they've experienced it. And I know you and I have talked about this a little bit. As you change, as you have your ascension, I shouldn't say we're, we're constantly growing. You'll notice the people around you change as well because some people just don't resonate anymore because you're at a different vibration now. And so your circle can get really small and it can feel isolating and it can feel lonely, even though we know we're never alone. Once you're so in love with yourself and you really get it, you really never feel lonely. But at the same time, we are pack animals in this human experience. And so there is that need for connection, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. that we just want. And so I definitely went through that. Like my ride or die friends are still my ride or die friends. 
but I'll be honest, they're not my everyday friends anymore. There's a love there that will always be there. And that's wonderful. I'm so grateful, but it's not, my conversations are different and it can feel hard sometimes. It can feel isolating to start over or it's still at the same time, it's really wonderful to have new experiences. So, well, I was going to ask you if you had the same thing and I'll tell you one thing you and I share is that we have stability and that we have children, we have partners, right? We have Mm -hmm. businesses. So it's how do you navigate those things that are stable in your life when you completely have this change? (laughs) Yeah. That's the question, right? And I would say that mine was very similar. Like I literally did change down to my cells. Like my appearance changed. You could look at me pre my awakening and be like, this is not the same person. Like the before and afters, everyone always says these like weight loss before and afters. But I'm like, I kind of want to start this theme of like awakening before and afters. What did you look like before you had your awakening and after? And it is, it's like you lose years, you look younger you gain yeah. years, I guess that's the word, right? You gain, you look younger, your vibration is just so alive. I mean, heck, I started getting way more acne, like I'm 15 or something. <laughs> but like, but really, I mean, you just begin to shine when you have these. And what's so beautiful is it really is the pain creates that beauty. The pain goes in and clears out the mess. It's like the diamond analogy. So I love what you're sharing. And I think this topic right here is really important is how do you expand and raise your vibration when maybe your spouse isn't on the same path Mm -hmm. and your kids aren't like jumping in to meditate with you. So, (laughs) Oh my God, there's crazy mom again. (laughs) Right? But like, I would love to hear your story and mine is always growing. Like my husband, bless his heart. I'm not who he married. Bless his heart, really. Like, bless him. Because I am not who he married. And he has moved with me through this transition. And not saying, hey, I'm right here with you meditating, but also like, hey, I witness you. And you choose the path you need to go on, right? I'd love to hear, what have you done to be able to manage that shift? Because it's really intense. It is really intense. And I will say that for me, the cliche thing that everybody says on the airplane, you put your oxygen mask on first and then help those around you, right? Well, that would be my advice is that you really just got to take care of yourself first. Like obviously you have little kids, you have to feed them and make sure they're okay. But in general, you have to take care of yourself first. You have to put yourself first. Selfish should be a good word, not a bad word. And you got to get that internal love and that alignment. Usually when there is things from our past, you get defensive, you argue, you maybe close down, maybe you're passive aggressive, whatever it is, everybody has their own kind of roles, right? It's like when you go home and you see your parents and you're like, why do I feel like I'm a naughty 13 year old when I'm 40 years old in my parents' house, right? right? So when you can approach situations from a place of love and openness and understanding, you don't usually have those fights. You don't have those arguments. And if I could tell my 35-year-old self, and obviously you guys, I'm older than that now. Let's just say, if I can go back 10 years and teach that person what I know now, oh my gosh, like, wow. The marriage thing was, it was probably time. We're not compatible. That's fine. Super grateful, two amazing children, but it would have helped me with my relationships with my children. I feel like marriages are free will, right? Mm -hmm. But our children, like they choose us. And we're bound with them forever as we should be. I do believe our children kind of choose who they're going to be born to, right? Just with our children. Like it's so important to have that patience 
and that open communication. And because we do have these soul contracts with them and we're going to be with them energetically our whole lives on this earth, that really approaching it from a place of listening, not reacting, having that patience and kind of setting the model for how we want them, like how we handle situations is how they're going to handle it. We really should not run it as a dictatorship when it comes to emotions and to feelings. And I definitely, the younger version of me could get very old school with my children. Maybe how my parents talk to me. Kind of that, I didn't ask you for your opinion. I'm the mom and this is what you're supposed to do. Like, that's not how we should be talking to our children. Meanwhile, those were words that I'm sure came out of my mouth. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really, that is an interesting thing because as we change and evolve, our kids are also, they imprint on us. So by about the age of seven, they've pretty much already got our number. So if we change and then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, that's a challenge. So we have to really exercise those patients there. So I wouldn't say I'm an expert in that by any means at all. Boy, was that an evolving process for me. I will say that I'm in a really good place with my children now, like really good place. And I can talk openly about this stuff and they get it. But there were some years there that were kind of murky. There was definitely some murky years there because I could barely take care of myself is how I felt. Physically, they're fine. There's always food, always safe, always to school. That was fine. But that emotional connection, that emotional connection that we need with our children, there was definitely some times there. I didn't even have it to myself. And I definitely didn't feel it to my inner self, to my higher self, to divine, to God. I was just a little mess when I was going through this because I just, you know, but then once it clicked, wow, was it beautiful. Like, Mm. wow, is it beautiful? It's interesting. I named my podcast that you were a guest on. I named it, You Lost Me at Namaste. And Mm. the reason I named it that is because before I was really awake, people would send me words of encouragement. I got all these, I had a successful blog and I shared my cancer journey on it. And people would always share these really nice messages and then sign at Namaste or invite me to like meditate at the Buddhist temple or invite me to yoga. And I was just like, oh my God, that is so not my language. Like I'm not like a natural fiber patchouli wearing, like living in a tent music festival person. Like I don't drink kombucha. Like, but I would never say that, but that was all the judgment going out of my head. You know, I was like, oh, another one of the hippie dippies. And then meanwhile, I'm like the hippiest of dippiest right now. Like I'm kidding, but namaste is just a beautiful salutation, right? The soul in me bows the soul in you, or I see you. It's a beautiful salutation, but I didn't know that then. I tuned out. So that is a play on words, of course. You lost me at Namaste because that's how I honestly felt where now it's like, oh my gosh, like I Mm. wanna share everything I know with people because it's wonderful. Like quantum physics, it's real, fine. Chakras, maybe you turn out when you hear chakras. They're just energy meridians. They run up and down our spine. It's the same like energy meridians acupuncturists use. We know that works. Major medical insurance now pays for acupuncture in a lot of cases. Meanwhile, it's what, five, 6,000 years old. They can't actually date how old it is. Energy meridians, but they're real. Scientifically, we know they're real. So there's so much out there that goes into this awakening process besides just our spiritual connection. I feel like once we really start to wake up and come into alignment and operate from a place of purpose, everything feels better. It doesn't Mm. feel like work. It feels Mm. healthier. We feel just more energized, like... There are days that I'm like, oh, right. I'm not actually 23 anymore because I'll feel that spark, right? And maybe I just put in a 14 hour day working on a talk that I'm giving or working on something, but it doesn't feel like a 14 hour day. It feels like three hours. Why is it dark already? 
because yeah. I'm in alignment. It's mm. what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And I shared with you, I had this talk I was giving this past week. I was so out of alignment on what this topic was that I started like not being able to sleep well, watching, I don't know, Love is Blind on Netflix for four hours and eating carbs. Like not there's anything wrong with that, but just like, oh, that was too much salt. Where's the chocolate? And then not being able to sleep right. And then not wanting to exercise the next day and then feeling lethargic and being like, no, this is not me. I'm in wellness. Mm. I know better. I don't want to meditate. I'm too tired. Like, Mm -hmm. well, hello, meditate, get yourself back in alignment and feel better. So like I get there, I get how people feel, but it's so important to be like, ah, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why? Because you're planning a talk that's not in alignment with who you really are. Trust your gut. Don't do Mm. it out of obligation. Don't do what people think you should do. And that's what it was. The old me was creeping back in is like, no, I committed and I'm obligated and they want to know my story. And then once I was able to flip the switch and be like, okay, let's meditate. Let's Mm -hmm. ask our guides to come in and give us the message that we need to say because you can honor your obligation. This is something you want. You asked for this. It came your way. So how can we tweak this and get it into alignment and get your message out there in a way that needs to be heard and add value? And as soon as I did that, I'm not even kidding you, in 24 hours, I was able to rewrite everything. And it came and then it was amazing. And I had people waiting in line afterwards to ask me more questions because they felt like they wanted to know even more about the message I was delivering which is basically the title of my talk was plot twist and learning Mm -hmm. to love your story. Mm. So here I'm talking about plot twist, learning to love your story. And then I don't want to tell my story. Well, something was a little off. But as soon as I brought it back into alignment and asked for guidance, it really all came together. And I guess to answer what it was, for people was wondering, well, how'd you do that? Is that I really believe that's the story we will live. We live Mm. more of the parts that are bad or that we pretend they didn't happen we kind of like embrace them and breathe through them and then kind of let them go. They're always there. They're part of our story, but we can release it. And Mm -hmm. we don't need to keep telling that story over and over. We can tell the now. And so that's how I was able to get back into alignment was Mm -hmm. kind of letting that go and deciding what story I wanted to tell moving forward. And that's exactly how I did it. I was like, let me tell Mm -hmm. you what comes next. We all have a history. Mm. Let me tell you what comes yeah. next. And my advice mm. for people who are in that dark, murky place right now, like I'm on the other side for now. So like, but people who are feel like they're in that murky side, I feel like you can still start telling your story in a way that makes you happy, that makes you want to wake up, that makes you feel alive. Leave out the parts you don't like. That's okay. Mm. It's not denial. It's just telling the good parts that you do like. And if even that's tough for you, if you're like that cloudy right now, daydream it. Start telling the story that you want, right? It's not about being dishonest. It's not. It's about manifesting. It's about setting your intention on that life that you want, on the things that is your birthright. If you can think it, if you can dream it, you can have it. Look at you, what you've been through, right? Like your audience obviously knows your story really well. And for me, like it was happiness and love and respect. Like Mm -hmm. I never thought I would feel the way I feel right now. And I'm currently single, living by myself, figuring out what's going on. Really happy. Yeah. But it's not like everything on paper be like, oh, wow. It's like, no, I'm just happy because I'm just happy. I'm happy to be in this human experience. Like how lucky are we all to be alive and to be healthy and look at everything that's going on in the world right now. I'm sure people listen to you in other countries. 
wherever you are, like sending lots of prayers to you. I hope you're in a good place and a safe place. But in general, especially yeah. as like women, you know, it's a pretty good time to be a woman. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're so, so lucky. When you start hearing people say, oh, but we don't have this. There's no, all the things that are problems. We know the problems. We don't have to focus on them. Focus on the good things we have. Look a hundred yeah. years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago. Like, oh my goodness, men or women. Like, mm. wow. So it's so changing beautiful. that narrative, right? Changing that narrative yeah. to the parts that feel good. And that's the part you tell. We don't have mm. to justify. We yeah. don't have to justify to people. Oh, I have, but if you only knew what I went through, a lot of times we feel like, we can't be proud of ourselves, or we don't want to be showy or we don't want to be bragging. It's not about that. You don't have to justify. You don't have to tell people what you've been through unless you want to, of course, but you don't mm-hmm. need to. You can just focus yeah. on the good parts. And the more you focus on the good parts, the more you get. That's the law of attraction. Yeah. And I also feel oh. like our guides, our inner self is smart. Yeah. They know what we like. So if we're focusing on good stuff, they're like, oh yeah, they like that. Let's give them more of that. <laughs> right, right. I love that. (laughs) Michelle, I'm so grateful that you came on today. I'm so grateful we got to hear just this powerful, it's just a testament of if any of our listeners are in a hard spot, which I feel like this last week, energetically, something was hard in the world. Obviously the war and all the things that are happening, everyone feels it. And then it wakes up their own stuff. It wakes up their own trauma pain. So I just love that your message comes in at this perfect time to help everyone who's listening, like see that there's light on the other side, keep going, keep seeking, nourish yourself, find your joy. And you are just such a testament of that. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being the brilliant light that you are. Kira, thank you so much for having me on your show. It is just a pleasure to share the airwaves with you. Mm. And I'm happy to see your beautiful sparkly face again. Mm, Thank you. Same, same, same. I love to ask our guests right before we leave, if you want to drop into your heart and just feel if there is a simple message or a simple phrase that you want to leave with everyone today as we close this beautiful sacred space. Oh my gosh. I'm just so full of gratitude right now. Yeah. One of my favorite things, and I feel like everybody can just do this, is just say to yourself, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And this is not mine. It's not unique, but it's really important. I feel like of just really telling yourself, I deeply and completely love and accept myself without justification, without self-judgment, just complete. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. Thank you. And as we close today, I want to send off all of our listeners with, with a seed of hope that no matter where you are, whether you are in the murkiness, whether you are in the light, that there is hope for even greater, that there's hope for more light, that there is hope for more creation and hope for more expansion and healing in all the spaces. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.